0: Hello and welcome to the MetaPop podcast, the Pokemon podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. Sean is doing it with me here on the podcast. I swear, we need to put that on a t-shirt, Sean. We need to but put a lot what, of
1: things on a t-shirt. and other. What else
0: are we putting on t-shirts? I don't know. Other stuff. I feel like we had we an idea a long do. time ago. Like we can't do you have a good deck because didn't uh, Flex Daddy do that? J W Crewall. Uh,
1: I don't know he if d- he did. That, he, did I think. he did.
0: You have a good. But he
1: also did one of the memes from PTCG live. I can't remember yeah, the the ketchup one. The yeah, whole yeah.
0: I ate a whole bottle of ketchup or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. Yeah. He did
1: that. He's on top of it. He's on top of that. The, he is. The he's meme the meme, meme
0: generator. He's also big on TikTok in terms of like making TikTok content. I've noticed this too, true. meme stuff, but. We are no memes today. This is 100% serious of the Pokemon TCG podcast. Well, maybe a little bit of jokes, but the European International Championships over in Frankfurt, Germany happened over this past weekend. And even though I drove over one, like almost 1,000 miles in less than three days in three different states for sports and work, Sean actually got to catch a lot of... Of mm-hmm. the championships, I would say. So it's, it's, I feel like usually it's I watch yeah. a lot of the championships, <laughs> yeah. but I did my homework for you. Yeah. Thank goodness for you because man, I have not had time. I did get to watch a little bit. I watched, uh, top four and then a little bit of top eight as well. Um, top eight was more me listening to it in the mm-hmm. car, which you can only get so much from listening to it, but, um, I did actually watch top four, so I I can tell you at least about that, but Sean. Yeah. How how are you doing, by the way? We didn't I didn't even do our small talk.
1: I mean, no, I mean I could do a little bit of small talk. I'll just just
0: <laughs> For anybody watching on YouTube <laughs> and or Spotify Listening. seeing the video version, Sean has a beautiful astral radiance booster box showing on camera mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now. And then the ETB. That ETB looks so good. Oh, my gosh. Is,
1: the ETB is pretty hot. It's not... I don't know. I guess the outer wrap is very not shiny, but I'm interested to see, like, if the inner has some shiny to it. But Well,
0: how was, like, the Ash... Or I'm sorry, the Brilliant, uh, Brilliant Stars, Stars was shiny. one. It was shiny. It was, yeah. like,
1: golden and white. So, like, yeah, this one is just not shiny. It doesn't feel shiny on the outside, which I... Yeah, I can't remember if Brilliant Stars was more... I don't know. It doesn't matter.
0: Honestly, though, when you have, like, a gold texture or a color scheme you kind of got to make yeah. a shiny right with gold and like it's kind of yeah. hard to follow up a white and gold <sighs> color combo but that red and black though it looks good it looks good
1: um and yeah for those of you uh wondering what we're gonna do with these boxes what uh, yeah. we yeah we i am gonna i'm gonna be sending jake the etb and then we will have videos up on the Metapod YouTube. When the embargo date when the embargo is embargo done. lifts. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, when we're allowed be to post it. Three weeks from now or so, but you know, uh, in about three weeks or so, you check out the YouTube and you can see us, uh, see if we pull anything good. See if we pull that Dark Ride V Star.
0: You have probably seen over on social media, if you are on Pokemon TCG social media, a lot of content creators, especially the people that came home from Germany mm-hmm. this past week, got their packages from the Pokemon company international. So the thank you to the Pokemon company international for sending it to Sean. I mean, no, they didn't send it to me. Sean's just sending it to me, but I, I appreciate it for Sean because, well, it's going to be a really cool thing that we're going to be able to get to do on the podcast. So yeah, I'm very excited, but Sean, do you want to talk about the meat and potatoes? Well, after of this the, podcast,
1: after the, uh, a bouche, that is a five-star review.
0: That well, I was gonna say, I was gonna somehow tie in that the five star review was the meat and potatoes. Oh,
1: I mean, but I use the word a moose bouche in context, so I mean, I don't even know what that means.
0: It's like uh, an appetizer. Is that just the same thing? You know,
1: it's like an appetizer type thing. I don't know. Let me look it up. I'm probably slightly wrong. Are these
0: I, the mozzarella
1: sticks that, uh, that I ordered? I don't even know how know? to. I don't even know how to spell that. I'm gonna say like a, a, a moose bouche. A uh, bite sized, it's an—it's a, a bite sized hors d'oeuvre. That's what it is.
0: I will say so. our review is a little bit bigger than that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it may be one of those things where there's an appetizer deal going on. So you and your buddies go and you buy a bunch of adverti- appeti- advertisers, <laughs> appetizers, and then that is your meal. That might be what this review is. But Sean, this one is coming from 2007 Sick20Z3. Thanks for leaving us a review. We do read our five-star reviews on this podcast, but we encourage you to leave whatever review you want to leave, whether it's super high, super low, whatever. Let us know how we're doing on this podcast. This one titled returning player for five stars just started back playing this week and a friend of mine recommended this cast and I love it. Well, thank you. Not only to you for listening, but also your friend. That's nice awesome. sean we are being recommended to people how does that make you feel
1: i mean i feel like we have to live up to the hype now jake <laughs> it's
0: stressful it it's got to be a game here on mm-hmm. out we got a top deck the the stones at this point lots of good info for new and returning players thanks for the time and effort you guys put into getting this info out to us also sean you sound exactly like mr beast oh i do i don't
1: i i don't really watch you a know? lot of mr
0: beast but maybe i watched mr beast i don't watch a lot of mr beast uh mostly because i whew, i'm real busy but i did watch his like squid game video okay. that he did because you know squid game was like super trendy at the time and i i've actually never seen squid game but i know all about it just mm-hmm. from everybody talking about it and so i watched that and it was actually a pretty cool video you know he recreated it obviously nobody died <laughs> but can you imagine? I mean, I would hope so. My gosh. You I mean, I thought I would like, you know, leave that little insert in there. But, uh, you know, now that I read that review and I, I saw that comment, you you kind of do sound like Mr. Beast a little bit. Oh, I don't dang. know.
1: All right. All I right. mean,
0: you are kind of like a papa over here. Like, I mean, you've, you've got some cats, you know, I you've do. got you've got the the the. What's the word that I'm looking for? You got the plug when it comes to Pokemon cards and Digimon cards and Magic cards, and you got it all. I you're mean, you're loaded.
1: Maybe I am. Maybe I am Mr. Beast. You know, poor poor man's Mr. Beast. I don't know. Yeah,
0: poor man's Mr. Beast. Just the uh, mom. I want Mr. Beast. We have, <laughs> we Mr. have Mr. Beast, Beast at, at home. home. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. But anyways. I know what you all are here for because you probably clicked on the title thumbnail. You saw the podcast ping of the new episode. We're going to be talking about the European International Championships now. Yeah. I will say the winner of the European International Championships, Gustavo Wada, shot successfully defending his European International title. He won the last one over in 2019 because, well, 20 and 21, obviously, we didn't have it. So... Very, very cool. Playing Rapid Strike Urshifu Inteleon, Sean. Inteleon? Inteleon? I don't know, but there was a funny tweet that Stefan Ivanov, another really, really legendary player, um, tweeted out. I don't know if you saw me tweet this, Sean. No. But um, he was mentioning how the top eight, when the top eight released, it was basically like three groups of people. There was like the USA friend group of like, you know, Bradner, Picari, like Frank, and yeah. things like that. There is the Limitless group, you know, you have Tord Ratcliffe, you have uh, Pedro Torres or Sinichi in there. And then he said the third team in that group was Gustavo Iwata. <laughs> and I was like, Gustavo Iwata is now my favorite. Pokemon TCG team <laughs> uh, because he is just a legendary player. He's been playing for a long, long time. He's been good for a long, long time. You can go back to all the past streams uh, that Pokemon has on like their YouTube channel and watch just bunches of games of him in like top eight, top four championships, all that jazz. Very, very good player. But Sean, how do you feel about this top eight before we get into it? I would say I'll be the first one to say that I was wrong. About you, our future site. You, you did. I was wrong.
1: Wait, wait. So you were wrong in that.
0: There's I thought Sleekoon of... was going to win. Oh,
1: right, right, right. I thought
0: you were saying you were wrong
1: in the, like, if Decidueye wins, then they oh, could come Oh, I did the that. Pie. So
0: if anybody didn't see, I was feeling spicy on Twitter one day. And like the day before, or like the day of EUIC starting, like the, the Friday morning or whatever, I tweeted out I said, if Decidue, if a Decidueye deck wins EUIC, we'll bring a random person that likes this tweet on the pod. And you know what? We're going to do that moving forward with every regional. We'll pick a card. And we're gonna we're gonna tweet that every time. We're gonna see if somebody uh, ends up coming on the pod. Okay,
1: okay. I but mean, it's always ha- gonna be a meme. It's always gonna be a meme a little bit, right?
0: Excuse me. The, the there was a rowlet. There was a rowlet down on seniors. Yeah, yeah. There was a Doesn't rowlet. Doesn't count, but it was close. Yeah. But Not a meme. I was 100% legitimate. You could pair Arceus with anything, and it could make top eight. <laughs> I, I swear. I, I do love, as a
1: side note, I do love... Uh, I think it was Max who pointed out... Uh, or Somebody who pointed out that one of Mew's attacks ignores <laughs> effects of your opponent's <laughs> active yeah, attacks. And I, was what? Like,
0: I was like, shh, shh, don't tell them. <laughs> don't tell Doesn't them. Matter. Don't tell anybody. Um, Mew players already have enough of an advantage. They don't need to know anymore.
1: But my, my thoughts on the top eight, right? Like, what, what this mm-hmm. looks like. So... Yeah, those of you who can see on YouTube, you can get a preview, but I'll, I'll go over it. We have, what's this, five Rapid Strike Urshifu decks. Yeah. One Arceus, you know, V-Star deck, and it's paired with Sylveon, of all the partners. One Max, and one Whimsicott V-Star deck. So, I think I think a lot of people took what Robin did to heart in the uh last european regionals and was just like we're gonna run with this it is rapid strike Urshi toolbox all day um and it's interesting they call it rapid strike urshifu food deck but in reality like it's not that specific card like you don't have to play that in any given game Mm -hmm. because like i guess you're playing like a 2-2 line or a 3-2 line of it but like Half the time is not what you're attacking with. You'll be attacking with Moltres, V, or Moltres, Baby, or, you know, whatever. Insert other Pokemon here. Um, So it's a bit of a misnomer to call it a Rapid Strike deck, but I guess that's, like, the big boy, right? Like, that's the, you know, if you're not playing against Mew Max, that's your big, big hitter
0: there are a lot in terms of different uh versions of this deck that you can play especially rapid strike urshifu but obviously sean there was only one winner out of all five of these rapid strike urshifu decks so let's go ahead let's check out gustavo wada and his list and let's see uh, what's in it let's see what's in it sean
1: oh it's almost too what? big to fit onto a single screen <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know you almost have to click uh, control minus to yeah. like zoom out of it. But just as you said, you know, a 2-2 line of Urshifu V and VMAX with some Moltres in there. Some of the baby Moltres that we've seen and heard of with the Galarian V Moltres. This is a inclusion that was in it at the beginning when people were messing around with, Rapid Strike Urshifu and even before Mew VMAX came out I feel like some people were playing the Galarian Moltres because of the e-switch combo Mm -hmm. potential with Dire Flame Wings that ability to draw an energy from the discard and put it on your Galarian Moltres so plenty of opportunities to get GMAX Rapid Flow combos but also not just one but two of the little baby Moltres because well it's pretty good attackers. So really, I think like you were saying, you know, you pick and choose what attackers you use. You know, I mean, I did watch Gustavo Wada's top four match Mm -hmm. and I mean, he pretty much just used Galarian Moltres. He didn't really need to use Urshifu at all. He used it at times to threaten, mm-hmm. you know, to to do like some bench sniping and whatnot of some specific targets. But for the most part, just using Galarian Moltres to win in terms of his uh, matches where he needed that dark type advantage, like against the Mew Genesex. So I will say very, very cool.
1: I will say too, in the finals match against Frank, mm-hmm. um, Two both of his Urshifu V's were prized in the first game, and he still won.
0: And well, granted, yeah, just, I mean you don't get hit for weakness if your Urshifu Vs well, are prized. You're never gonna start it. It's true,
1: you're not gonna start it, but the idea that like, you know, this deck really only has, you know, one, two, three, four, five attacking Pokemon. Really, right? You got the Urshifu yeah. V line. I'm counting the line as just two Pokemon total. You got There's no two, mustards in this list, right. sadly. You got two Moltres, that's four, and one Moltres V. And really, you can attack with the Crobat, which did happen. And actually, he did attack um, with Sobble at one point <laughs> with the <laughs> double double spin. Did he really? It was it was a <laughs> I wild I not finals. hear about that. It was both players had like a crazy brick to start the game. I think um, Frank attacked with Bidoof on one turn. And Sobble was getting in a little damage. It was it was silly. But um, That is awesome. But like really you've only got five and if two of your five attackers are prized and you're like, okay, I mean maybe I'll draw it off the prizes, but otherwise if I don't draw it off the prizes, I have to I just have to say these are my three attackers for the game and I need to recycle them and like mm-hmm. and there's a lot of ways to do that. But yeah, I you know, it's really, really cool to see this deck in
0: action. The big thing about me is the supporter line. When I first look at this list, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that is an intense supporter line. So if, for anyone who does not see, because maybe you're on like the Apple podcast or whatever, you don't see the video version. This supporter line, I kid you not, has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven one of's in terms of supporters. Clara, which is an inclusion that if you have Baby Moltres, you know, we've seen that time and time again. You know, those are two peas in a pod, in my opinion. Those two Pokemon. We have Raihan, which we've seen in a lot of decks, especially with Rapid Strike Urshifu, because, well, it's a very easy way to get a G-Max Rapid Flow off. We have Cheryl, which doesn't surprise me that at the beginning was paired with Rapid Strike Urshifu, I believe. Uh, Pedro Torres was doing that a lot in the beginning of Rapid Strike, Urshifu, and the mix with, like, Moltres and stuff. You have one Boss's Orders, because everybody plays Boss's Orders, but there's some interesting other inclusions in here, Sean. We have one, Piers!
1: Yeah, it's surprisingly good in this deck. You can go grab an Energy and a Darkness-type Pokemon.
0: mm Mm-hmm. And, that and includes, the energy is an energy card, so it doesn't even it doesn't even mean just a darkness energy. You know, you can grab the rapid strike energy if you yeah. want. So
1: there's actually two cards in the deck that can directly grab rapid strike energy in Raihan and Piers.
0: And so that's why if you're looking at this, or maybe you've seen the list, there's no Octillery. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the kind of unusual to see Urshifu list not play that Octillery, but they also have in here, Sonya. Mm-hmm. Sonia Sean, has seen a little bit of expanded with the Rowla and Alolan Executor deck. I love that deck. Um, if you do not know, it allows you to grab either two basic Pokemon or two basic energies from your deck. You choose one or the other. You can't choose both or a combination of the two so that provides you a little bit of flexibility as well you know if you have the quick ball for the mole trace or something like that mm-hmm. um or you have the mole trace in hand you can go grab two energies you can grab an energy attachment on your you know little sobble for keep calling or maybe your Urshifu to you know strafe for gale thrust or whatever you know lots of different combinations for that but also sean there are more Avery in this list than research. There's a two of Avery and one research. Yeah. That is kind of the biggest surprise, in my opinion, Sean.
1: It's definitely weird. And Avery Avery tended, at least in the games that I watched, there was a lot of instances where Avery got played, and the only effect was draw three. So it's like they're mm-hmm. playing Avery like hop. But, like, you know, it's interesting because a lot of decks fill up their bench, Um, especially with these support Pokemon. So we think Mew VMAX, you're going to have one Mew VMAX. If you're you know, playing it well, you either have a Meloetta or another Mew VMAX. And then the rest of your bench is your Genesect engine. So you play that Avery, and then you and your opponent have to bench, you know, discard your bench until you only have three. Um, it is a good way. Um, uh, it, does it make your you and your opponent? Let me check real quick. Uh, your opponent. Okay, only your opponent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the the nice thing about it, yeah, you can shut off a bit of the Genesect engine. Um, you can also against any Arceus Inteleon decks, which, you know, I'm sure he expects you to see a lot of those. Yeah, like you gotta make them choose. Are you gonna get rid of a couple of your Inteleon lines, right? It can be super awkward. So it does it's it's weird, unexpected I think, but when you actually think about the meta, you're like, Oh, I guess that does kind of make sense to have two of those.
0: I think it also makes a lot of sense in terms of your Rapid Strike Malamar matchup because, no, yeah. you know, Rapid Strike Malamar likes to have a full bench. You know, you have multiple Inteleons. You have to have a backup Ink to go into the active next turn. You have an Octillery. Octillery is huge in the deck, in my opinion. So, I mean, Avery defeats that. And if you could use it to work well against just Mew and Rapid Strike Malamar, like, you're probably getting a solid chunk of, of the meta taken out of the way. And you play something like Palpat in this list as well. Easily searchable with the shady dealings engine as yeah. always, because shady dealing, Sean, we've talked about <laughs> it again and again, just a stupid, good archetype.
1: It is. It was interesting. If you actually think about the finals, which we'll talk about Frank's deck after this one, but I think it's the two engines that are going to come to define two formats right mm-hmm. you have the intelion engine which defined all of sword and shield base format which is like sword and shield base until when it rotates in the in the fall and then you have the biberel which just came out with brilliant stars and that is going to define effectively the next two years i think in terms of the engine now it's not as good let me i'm gonna be frank with <laughs> you the intelion engine is better because it lets you go get any item or any trainer and like yeah, okay, that's that's kind of unbeatable because that is why you can play so many one-ofs is because you could just go grab them whenever you need it. But it was interesting to see those two engines sort of pit against each other. Um, kind of two decks from different times in the format almost. Like one mm-hmm. was made, one was like released you know, midway through and then one is like new to the format and so you're sort of seeing them compete against each other
0: i think it's just honestly like good game design as well from pokemon i mean you've heard me say time and time again that three prize pokemon are not great you know rapid Strike, gershifu three prize pokemon but the fact of the matter of having these two archetypes be around you know these two different engines you know the shady dealings engine being one viable way to build your deck and the barrow engine having another one on top of that as well um being a good way to build decks is like very very cool in my opinion it adds a little bit of variety you know we're not seeing every single deck play the shady dealings you know carry mm-hmm. um and you've also got things like the mew engine as well i mean that's a little bit Sorry, that's a little bit more restricted to one archetype, you know, with Mew, the, that's it. with Mew, you know, but it's that same concept of, like, you can have that variety, and you don't see the same card, yeah. the same Pokemon in every single deck, which I think is, like, is really, really cool, Sean. Yeah,
1: yeah it's a great partner, so I... It's a cool deck, man. Like I, I, I look at it. The rest of the deck is pretty straightforward. The only cards that you might see in this kind of deck that you won't see very often, otherwise, is like energy switch, energy retrieval, pal pad. You know, like being able to run a few of these cards at a one of because yeah, you may only be running one Cheryl, but maybe there's a specific match where you need a second or you need a second mm-hmm. boss or whatever it might be. Pal pad is huge. You can shady dealings grab a pal pad. shuffle the you know what the supporter that you need back in and then on a different one shady dealings with Inteleon. go grab that supporter and something else and boom good to go
0: i think energy retrieval actually makes a ton of sense and i'm kind of surprised to be honest that we haven't seen energy retrieval a lot more with galarian moltres i feel like a lot of times we've seen like Galarian Moltres paired up with Training Court, you know, the stadium that allows you to grab yeah. an energy from the discard pile once per turn. But energy retrieval, you don't have to worry about the stadiums. You can play like your Tower of Waters for example in this list. Yeah. And you can just grab two energies from the discard pile. So I think it's really really cool that we've that we've seen that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's an interesting like because you the one card I don't believe No, maybe you can. Yeah, you can search stadiums with shady dealing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a trainer card. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting because I I think their thought process is you have the training court and then you grab an energy search, and that's two energy. Mm -hmm. But once you sort of run low on energy, yeah, the ability to grab two from the discard with one card is a big deal but then Clara kind of does the same thing it's weird it's all weird man
0: yeah but then you could I mean with the energy retrieval you know I mean you're playing multiple Galarian Moltres in your list Mm -hmm. so a lot of times you know that's all you need so you don't need necessarily the Pokemon recovery as much as you maybe need the energy recovery yeah so I mean it allows you to play the energy retrieval but also play something like a Rihon a boss's orders a Sonya to go get the Moltres out of your deck or something like that. So it, it provides a lot more flexibility, like, with your supporters, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's just what I've kind of thought. And it's uh, it's such a nice list. I mean, Urshifu's... I mean, I think they're still cheap. I don't know. They've won, you know, the, the they've been a huge <laughs> influence the last, like, two European regionals, but uh, Urshifu VMAX Rapid Strike has had several different prints of the card. So yeah, two dollars and fifty two cents for the regular art as of right now on TCG player. The trainer gallery one from Brilliant Star sean only eleven and a half dollars honestly per that's which not is bad. not a bad deal. I mean in my opinion.
1: In like I guess the ultimate like the highest rarity is the alternate art version.
0: Yeah, that's like fifty five and a half dollars. Which is still a little bit out of my range.
1: I mean, yeah, it's out of you, but like, (laughs) you know, if you really want to bling out a deck, it
0: only plays two of them.
1: Right. So like, it's not like blinging out mu V max or something like that. Right. It's a little cheaper.
0: The black and gold one, Sean, Mm -hmm. a little less than $4. The black
1: and gold is only $4.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was another trainer gallery one.
1: That's weird. I mean, I get it a little bit. It's less pretty than the other alternate arts, but
0: I mean, they're not going to be around too much longer, probably in turn. Well, are they? Uh, are they, they going to be, be around?
1: They should be around for an extra year, right? Because it will go... The rotation, I'm guessing... It hasn't been announced yet. For those listening who think that we know, technically <laughs> rotation I don't think has been announced, but I think it will rotate D block. And Oh, so
0: we'll still have E.
1: I think, yeah, we'll still have E block. Because Urshifu is
0: still in an E block.
1: Yeah, because it came out a year after the original set came out. It was like the following year's gimmick was Battle Styles, right?
0: Yeah. Well then go buy your Urshifu's. Now's yeah. the time. Now but I mean if, they're winning.
1: I mean they're winning, but you lose the Inteleon engine, and
0: maybe that's the thing. You can still but, play Urshifu yeah. for May Regionals exactly. if you have like your Inteleons and stuff.
1: Exactly. Right. So Yeah, you still got a few months left with it. I mean, don't don't stress about it. If you're if you just want to play the deck, the the regular deck is super cheap. Super cheap. Oh yeah.
0: So being I mean, whimsicott as well though sean yeah. whimsicott is also a cheap card let me look up whimsicott v-star real quick while you pull uh, up the list it's whimsicott price. five and a half dollars
1: is it only five and a half because it's saying 14 that is what
0: well tcg player says the market price is about five and a half dollars you can get it for six dollars
1: oh nice well there we go um then yeah i would say uh whimsicott also a very nice budget v-star build
0: mm-hmm. and... and sean let's look at that budget v-star build it's got the we were just talking about it the <laughs> barrel very cool pokemon very i, I like the barrel decks i don't i'll be honest i don't think on this podcast someone could fact check me and listen to way back when we first talked about this card i'm pretty sure i wasn't like super hype on this card
1: in terms of Bibaro, Bibaro, like, I I think our thought at the time was that Inteleon Engine is just superior to this, which I still think is true. Um, and I think we also compared it a bit to, like, Chinchino. And yes, Chinchino sees play in certain archetypes and in certain decks. It's not bad. But it's not as widespread as, like, Inteleon, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if post-rotation Biber- you know, Bibarrel becomes much more played, or if it kind of just becomes a slightly better Chingino, if that makes sense.
0: I think as long as you have stuff like Quickball and Ultra Ball in the format. Well we won't have Quick and Ball. Is QuickBall only been printed as D? It hasn't been printed as E yet? I believe so, yeah. It's a it's a D. Oh. Now
1: they are going I will say this. They are going to reprint some sort of pokemon search because technically when rotation happens we will lose both quick ball and evolution incense so there needs to be a basic search that doesn't require you to discard two cards so we just don't know what it is we yet. we don't know what it is that's true that's true uh but i'd be surprised if they give you more discard fodder so it'll probably be some other
0: thing but well i mean it would still be like some sort of burnable card yeah it's, it's so a single that's, card you can
1: get rid of which is not yeah
0: fun. like how fog crystal you know you can and in like evolution incense you can use it and you don't have to grab anything yeah, you know like it'd just it's just be true. a card that goes away in your hand but this list frank parisic's whimsicott v-star lists a 4-3 line of whimsicott 3-2 line of Bibaro, and a crobat because he got a draw i feel like crobat's been getting a lot more play lately And not because of the Crobat VMAX.
1: No, I I think, yeah, people are like, okay. And they're even playing three paths to the Peak, Frank is, in this list. But, you know, sometimes you just really want to draw. This deck really needs to find its double turbo energy. Mm -hmm. And that is ultimately what did Frank in in game two of the finals matches. He just, he only ever found one double turbo in the second match, I think, and... He needed it again and he just whiffed it another turn. It was just bad. He had some he had it, some
0: rough luck. If you're wondering what Whimsicott V Star does, I i I've always liked this card. I've always liked this deck. I was very excited that Frank did well with this because I didn't I didn't think it could repeat like it did in Sao Polo. But anyways, it's got the attack Trick Win, 160, Psychic, Colorless, Colorless, 3 Energy Total. During your opponent's next turn, they can't play any Pokemon tool or special energy cards from their hand. And then their V-Star Powered the attack slash ability, whatever, that they can only use once per game. One psychic energy Fluffball star. This attack does 60 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon for each energy attached to this Pokemon. Yeah. What was the biggest Fluffball star total that you saw in the finals, if you can remember?
1: Uh, I think in the finals there wasn't i don't remember did he ever
0: if, use it for like three
1: he, with the turbo i don't think so i think he used it for one once just to kill a sobble but frank had a really rough time he had a really rough go of it in that round like super brick in the first game weird hands in the second yeah it was it was not frank's uh, round
0: But I feel like you would mostly use Fluffball Star because you're either doing um, 180 to bench Pokemon with the double turbo because that doesn't affect your bench total, right?
1: uh,
0: Um, And the nice thing here is, or maybe it does actually. So it would be one. It would be 160.
1: Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. You're doing one. Um,
0: you would only be doing 160 because uh, yeah. you're not playing like a choice belt or whatever that. What is that card again? I always choice belt, choice yeah. band, choice belt, choice belt. Um, but I think it's mostly used to like KO Sobbles, yeah. You can, that's like what he early did. game, just take a quick prize yeah. early game.
1: And if you snipe a Sobble off, this is what Frank did in the early game of one, it's like, hey, I'm gonna make it so you can't just get this loop every time, so all you have left is one Drizz or two Drizz So, you won't be able to, you know, scoop up net and then get a Isle Evo and a Shady Delegs Evo all in the same turn, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But this list as well, Sean, mm-hmm. Frank's list, it also plays Avery. Yeah, two of them. Who would have thought that we would have seen Avery's in the finals and both decks having multiple Avery? Sean? What, what year is this? Where are we? <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny. I think when they announced Avery, right, a, a lot of our initial thoughts were like, I think we, uh, some people, I think myself a little bit, was a little bit sad that Bilalba and Bryson Man got banned. Because mm-hmm. at the time, they printed it, and it was clearly designed to be partially an Eternatus VMAX counter. Right? Because Eternatus wants to fill up their bench and then do a bunch of damage. And if you're forcing them to discard their bench and they have to build it back up again on the following turn that can it gets annoying it's difficult
0: especially if you don't have pokemon recovery like a turn it says v max usually doesn't have a lot of pokemon recovery
1: exactly so you know i think avery was printed because they knew they needed some mechanic like that but at the time yeah like draw three your opponent discards bench till they have three other than Eternatus VMAX, you're kind of sitting there like, well, shoot, my opponent might be able to discard, like, like trash, like, um, Pokemon with damage counters on it. I don't want that. But in reality, like, every, most things now, like, half these decks now are either doing a two hit or a one hit KO, and they have all these support Pokemon on their bench, and yeah, I think you're seeing, like, it's a strong card, which it does not look that way
0: it's very interesting get your full art uh avery's now while you can but (laughs) the my favorite inclusion i guess i have two favorite inclusions outside of the whimsicott itself you know because i I just love the whimsicott but my two favorite things in this list are the one peony Mm. in here which actually peony as a supporter it makes sense in this deck in my personal opinion if you don't know what peony is maybe it's been a while since you looked at the chilling rain set list because well mew only played it for a little bit before it dropped it discard your hand and search for your deck for up to two trainer cards reveal them and put them in your hand then shuffle your deck we were talking about earlier with this whimsicott deck different ways to discard your hands to draw more with babaral you know ultra ball and quick ball and maybe some burnable cards like crushing hammer fog crystal um evolution incense stuff like that peony is an incredible way to get rid of your hand because you just dump it
1: and i think frank there was one turn where frank um He had three cards in hand. It was like a Research, a Peony, and something else, right? Something random. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was three supporters, actually. So it was those two and another supporter. And he chose to use the Peony instead of Research. And this actually makes a lot of sense because he had the Bibarel on the bench. And on the surface, you think to yourself, oh, well, if you discard your hand and you get two cards and you can use them, then... You can do the Bibarel, and it draws five more. So that's a five. That's a seven-card draw, which is exactly like a research, except you just and
0: you get to find two specific things that you want, which research is just random what comes up. But if you actually think about it, the way that you can play
1: this, he played it where he grabbed a um, evolution incense, and I think he grabbed like a double turbo with that or something, and so he was able to.
0: It's actually your drawing. uh, No, he has to he has to get a trainer card. Oh, okay, he he grabbed two other, maybe I think it was a fog crystal. Then he grabbed a fog yeah.
1: crystal and a evolution incense. So it was actually drawing him nine cards because those two cards you play, you get two more cards out of your deck that you can use right away. It was like, it's crazy. Like I, and everyone was like, "Huh, that's interesting." And you know, obviously Frank understands how this interaction works, but I, you know. I think that might be a bit of a broken combo that pushes Bibarel when you actually start to think about it over the top to being like, huh, I can basically get a shady dealings with my supporter and then draw five.
0: Hmm. I think it's a really, really cool combo that I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of, you know, whether that's, you know, Gengar decks, you know, yeah. that play the Bibberol. Whether that's Arceus decks playing the Bibberol. Like, all of these different Bibberol decks that have started popping up within the last, like, two months, month and a half.
1: Darkrai V-Star. We're I'm gonna, not there yet, though. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it, it'll be there soon. <laughs> Darkrai V-Star. We're going
0: to open it. <laughs> ditch in your... In our opening... Yeah, in our future true. opening that we're going to do. But I'm saying, ditch May your ten- energy.
1: N- ditch your energy. Is it grab, May 13th? Yeah, yeah. Ditch your energy. Grab two... Dark Patches,
0: Accelerate, and then draw five. Bruh! Yeah, just, just keep going. Just keep going. I will say in Frank six list, there are the very interesting choices of four Crushing Hammer and three Fan of Waves, but when you look at it, in my opinion, I think it actually kind of makes sense because you see this a lot of times, the Crushing Hammer and the Fan of Waves, with things with, like, lone... Pokemon, not a lot of bench. So I'm talking like Victini VMAX is the first thing that comes to mind. You know, a deck that didn't really play much outside of the attacking Pokemon. You know, Dragapult VMAX also had a version of that. But when you look at Whimsicott, it does a base 160 and your double turbo energies that you're adding makes it 140 in terms of the damage whimsicott naturally makes the game a little bit slower for you and your opponent because well trick wind is stopping your opponent from using tool cards special energy cards what's the other thing stadiums
1: uh it's just tools it's just tools oh and it's just energy. tools
0: yeah and special energy yeah so i mean and look at the format right now. You know, we just looked at a Rapid Strike Gershifu list playing Rapid Strike Energies. We yeah. all know that Mew VMAX is really, really good with the yeah. Fusion Energies. And, it, you know, tool cards also play a lot of influence. So, it I mean, I guess you're okay with not really two-shotting certain Pokemon like Mew VMAX.
1: The only thing, it doesn't stop special energy if they don't come from the hand. So Eliza Sparkle still works, but mm-hmm. there's only so many of those in the deck... And, yeah, if you can put that, if you can, like, you know, loop that for a turn or two with fan of waves or hammers and have a path to the peak out, the odds that they then draw into another Eliza spark, right? Like, it it does have the opportunity to be like, oh, I don't know if you're going to have enough resources for this one.
0: It's very, very cool. There's also two research in here, three Marnies. Marnie, also very, very good. You know, we talk about Frank uh, kind of disrupting their opponents with the trick win and then now you have a marnie on top of that to limit draw you know reset hands things like that so Mm -hmm. i mean this is really really cool the other card which i haven't even mentioned yet that i really really like in here because we were on such a high note with peony is the two exp share yeah john what what is exp share for anyone who doesn't know so exp share
1: is, is a card that lets you Move an energy from your active Pokemon when it is knocked out to the Pokemon that this tool is attached to. It's a basic energy only, so you can't move your double turbos, but it's the perfect card to chain Whimsicott V-Star attackers. Um, Obviously, they're they're giving up two prizes, so having more than two in the deck, unless you really want to see them, mathematically does not matter because, (laughs) because you're like... If if those get knocked out more than two, you've already lost. But, yeah, like, the idea here is you get a trick win powered up with a double turbo and a psychic. Your V-Star gets knocked out. You just move the psychic to the one in the back. You attach a double turbo, and you're ready to do it all over again the next
0: turn. And guess what? Sean Peony can find your EXP shares. Who needs shady dealings Yeah. to chain these attackers when you can have Peony? It all comes full circle in my opinion very very cool list sean i really really like it if only i had (laughs) whimsicots
1: i will say i'm a little i'll be interested to see if the peony engine because of the potential now you can't grab your, your double turbos but i don't know i wonder if that gets a bit more used over time when people really see the power of that engine
0: um, I don't know if you ever, like, try two peonies, though. I mean, I guess you could try and and figure it out. You know, I don't know. Maybe drop, like, a the tool scrapper or something. That's, like, one of the only things. Maybe, like, a fan of waves or something. I don't really know. But anyways, like, there comes to a point where, like, you don't want to discard like a lot of times in your hand. So like if you try to multiple peonies in a game, like you're going to be discarding a lot of resources, a lot of valuable resources, especially when you're trying to extend a game for a long time. So, That's true. I mean, I don't know. I mean, crushing hammers, you're probably okay with getting rid of, you know, you're probably all right with the fan of waves, maybe like at a certain point, the quick balls as well and, and things like that. But I, there's a lot of valuable resources in this list, I feel like.
1: There are, but I think about Professor's Research too, right? Which I'm like, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. You discard your hand and draw seven.
0: Yeah, it's still really, really good. I mean, it yeah. has a little bit different of a function, <laughs> but, but like, but Peony, still really good. Peony, discard your hand, get two.
1: And if you just, all you need is to have a Bibarel, it's effectively discard, draw seven at minimum, you know, for the most part, almost. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I think I prefer it over research because it, it's uh, it's it's the same effect, kind of.
0: I will say though, with research, so there's a lot of things that you could probably do prior to using the research. So mm. what I'm saying by that is, you know, you can burn a quick ball, you can, yeah. uh, you know, grab an energy off the fog crystal, you throw the crushing hammer out there. So then you can draw with Biberal a couple cards before you go ahead and do your research. That's so although- true you know, you're surpassing that seven, like we talked about with Peony that you could do, you could maybe get like nine, 10 in total in that turn, which I understand the value at that point. And uh, I don't, I'm not smart enough to know (laughs) which is mathematically more valuable. I haven't done the testing myself. I've been busy trying to do my full-time job, but as someone who watches the game, kind of knows the game, I mean, I like to think I know the game, a little bit i can see both ways i can see how yeah. you would love peony and want more peony instead of research but i do think the research has a ton of value yeah yeah no no like i
1: i think you're absolutely right it's a
0: i think multiple peonies is certainly greedy it's a very greedy it, way it, yeah, to play that's it. a great way to put it it's <laughs> greedy it's yeah. it's but i think it's worth trying i think it's, it's worth trying to put two peonies in this list i think it works well with bibberol decks yeah
1: um okay jake i'm looking at the time right now I think we've covered this one thoroughly. There's one more deck I want to talk about a little bit, and that mm-hmm. is, is your, your boo, Sander Walker. My man. We got Sander's deck here. Uh, you can't see the whole list because Jake's face is covering up part of it, but you can mostly see it. Um, now, Jake, I don't know how much time you spent perusing Sander's list thinking about how
0: <laughs> it all works, but... I'm going to be honest... I I saw a screenshot (laughs) of his, like, stream match, and I was like, that is Sander playing an Umbreon VMAX with a capture energy Uh with a moon and sun badge and a little baby Eevee on the bench. I was like, I don't know what's happening at this point. So, Sean, I need you this time to walk me through this deck. So, this deck... It is not
1: quite a control deck, because I know that's what Sander usually plays. But in reality, it is a a loop stall deck where Mm -hmm. there is a combo. And I'm sure there's ways. There's two cards I want to look up. Jake, if you could look up Moon and Sun and Shopping Center. Um, Oh,
0: I know Shopping Center because my friend uh, Mr. Darth Bean played it in the... uh, Uh, one of the 1k events that's happening shopping centers a stadium where once per turn for each player the player may put a pokemon tool card attached to one of their pokemon into their hand and then the sun and moon badge as well or i think it's moon and sun badge not sun and moon that's the pokemon games Mm. that you may have played it is a tool card if this pokemon v this card is attached to is Espion or Umbreon in its name. Whenever your opponent plays a supporter card from the, your hand, prevent all effects of that card done to that Pokemon. So
1: stop reading boss. that boss's
0: orders, is that pretty much it? Uh, I guess it would also wor- stop Avery. Uh, oh yeah. I yeah. guess it would stop Avery, which is but kind of, I'm, it would, wait. but you would
1: have to discard the other Pokemon instead. You just, you can't oh, be yeah, forced. You just
0: couldn't. Okay. Yeah.
1: Interesting. But, I mean, yeah, it, you know, it digressed a little bit. But, mm-hmm. so the way that this deck works, the loop that you mostly want to get into, one, you have the Eevee and Jolteon. For those of you who don't know, Jolteon is one of those evolutions that, you know, it turns off the abilities of non-rule box Pokemon, so single prizers. And you have those there to stop the Inteleon engine because Jolteon turns off water Pokemon abilities, mm-hmm. which is the only way to turn off single prize pokemon abilities. So Yeah, it's
0: the only way to turn off shady dealings.
1: Yes. So the goal with that one is try to get into it early game if you know you're playing against an Intellion engine to slow them down.
0: You have Do you, you have to have a memory capsule attached to it?
1: Uh I think so, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So they have a memory capsule in there as well, but the other uh pokemon that slows Yeah, you have to
0: have the memory capsule.
1: The other pokemon that slows your opponent down is Eveltal, which uh, can get rid of special energy on the board.
0: We we talked We've about talked that about card. That we talked about that card after Germany regionals, double colorless attachment, get rid of three <laughs> up to three special energy cards on the field. Mm.
1: But the main way that this loop works, Jake is you get your Umbreon. You kind of, you know, you use its ability to stall your opponent out, bring things into the active. Not a lot of people are playing a lot of switching cards right now. So that that's helpful. And then the way that he l- looped it is you have, uh, at least in the match that I saw, you had Umbreon V. You have, um, you had like, he had two of them on the bench at one point. You have Eldegost, which can shuffle itself back into the deck with the double turbo. And then you have things like Bird Keeper and Cheryl. Cheryl, you only have to do Cheryl every other turn. And then you can play. Bird Keeper to switch out one of the Umbreon VMAXs that got damaged the turn before. And because they're not bossable, and because it's very unlikely that somebody's going to knock it out in one hit in the late game, you just kind of go, you hit this one, I Bird Keeper it out, and I draw, I play the, um, you know, Eldegoss, I retreat, air balloon, you know, you put an air balloon on one of them, you retreat it. Shuffle the Eldegoss back in, and then send the one up that doesn't have damage. Following turn, you draw the Eldegoss, play it, grab the Cheryl, heal off all the damage, and then you just, you literally just loop that. And then the following turn, double turbo into the Eldegoss, put it back in the deck, uh, and then you draw, grab the Bird Keeper. And it's just, you literally loop in the late game.
0: I I need to watch. Mm Mm-hmm the match i need to go on pokemon's website or i don't know if azul posted the 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 video with his advice but i either way i need to watch that because like That's... i felt pretty big-brained after the uh last european regionals explaining it to you and I, like i had it down but even though this is kind of the same with like the the bird keeper Mm -hmm. um the eldegas loop with double turbo it's a little bit more complex and it's got your gal roseanne's backup in this list sean i see
1: it does because you might need to recycle the shopping center you might need to recycle you know other stuff the towers of darkness um yeah it's it's weird uh yeah i think you can also recycle your double turbo energies which is Mm -hmm. really important for the Eldegoss loop. Um, So, look, I obviously, like, you know, it can be beaten. I think the reason you're playing Jolteons and some of these other cards, like Eveltal and Snorlax, is so you try to slow the game down so that you can get into that loop. But if your opponent can just set up and, like, railroad through all these Pokemon, you know, they can beat it. But... um, it was wild to see this play. I am not going to play this deck personally. I This is not <laughs> how my brain works. But
0: I, like, want to try it. I mean, I'm I'm a little busy right now, but I, I would <laughs> love to at least, like, try it. I would love, like, just one day, I don't know, just go to, like, a Locals or something, and all of a sudden say This is, like, my fever dream. Not fever dream, because that's, like, something that happens in real life that doesn't feel real. This is my dream is to just go to a locals one day and sander's there (laughs) and he just teaches me how to play this like wild obscure control stall deck and that's pretty much the uh that's pretty much what i do at locals like that is the (laughs) dream i would love to try that but i mean i think it's cool i'm always excited to see Sanderless because i think sander is a very innovative deck builder you know he i mean he's still got 39th overall yes. at the european international Regionals. so although you know he's not in the top eight or whatever you know that doesn't mean that the list is bad you know we talk about these different people like frank Persig. we talk about um sander watching just yeah. gustavo as well just playing these obscure archetypes and we didn't even talk about As well, we didn't even talk about um, Ty Wen. Is that how you say their name? Probably the person playing Sylveon Arceus. You know, they got sixth place overall. You know, even though the Sylveon was just a two one line and it was basically like rcs or or rcs rapid strike toolbox yeah you know it's still like such a cool thing that people you know weren't playing before also one of the first lists i've seen that plays three battle vip passes and not four
1: huh interesting yeah i mean i I guess i don't know how often they'll see it in their opening hands so they don't want to have too many clunky cards
0: yeah but yeah
1: it's uh, it's very very
0: cool But yeah, I thought the overall I thought the regionals was awesome. I'm just so happy about all the different people, you know, Sean, that just talk about, um, you know, just loving being back in Pokemon. You know, I, I did see some negative things on the VGC side, but like, I mean, there's just so much positive. Yeah. In the in the TCG side. And again, you know, you're influenced by the people around you, you know, Sean. So if you're around positive people you're gonna have a positive time and like the pokemon card game be who you want your kids or whatever to to be playing with but top 32 a lot more urshifu than we thought shot i think we could both agree that we were we were wrong (sighs) insert buzzer noise
1: i mean i just thought you know i saw how well robin did and like obviously robin won the regional so it's like it's possible this is a good deck but i also was like okay people have seen it now right like they might know what to expect and, but uh, you know, it, uh, you know, despite the consistency of a lot of these other decks didn't matter. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. like the consistency and power didn't matter if you have the, if you can find the right cards, it doesn't matter if you have the best cards. Does that make sense?
0: Also beedrill got ninth. Hey, beedrill decks, baby. (laughs) Just a fun card to play. Um, (laughs) which i like more b or b barrel or b drill i mean hmm. i'm
1: on i'm on team biberel but you know that's just me
0: that's very interesting we got a lot of things cooked up here on the metapod podcast including some extra episodes coming your way on the youtube exclusively on the youtube including some astral radiance openings before the set releases sean's got the hookup and we've got the hookup on your pokemon tcg news that revolves around the evolving meta thanks for listening have a great rest of the day